Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how you should be defining a, quote, dream company. Now, the reason that I wanted to record this podcast episode right now is because of all the news that we're seeing in the headlines. As of this recording, we have seen week after week after week of high-profile companies laying people off and freezing hiring. And that has created a lot of uncertainty in the job market and among job seekers, and confidence has dropped significantly. So some of these big tech companies that I'm talking about are companies like Apple, Amazon, Meta, Lyft, Stripe, HubSpot, so on and so forth. These are all companies that historically have done super, super well, and they have kind of been the beacon of success when it comes to what we look for in these dream companies. But I'm here to tell you that a dream company isn't a fang company. It isn't a Fortune 500 company. It isn't some sexy brand name out there that sounds really, really cool on your resume and when you share it with other people. Instead, it's a company that does five different things. First, It's a company that aligns with your values. Second, it's a company that pays you what you're worth. Third, it's a company that allows you to enjoy your work. Fourth, it's a company that challenges you to grow. And fifth, it's a company that rewards growth with pay and promotions. That is the list of criteria that you should be investing in and you should be aiming for when it comes to choosing your target companies or it comes to assessing a company that's bringing you in for an interview. Not their name, not their brand, not where they are on some fortune list or best 100 list or anything else. You need to focus on these specific things. And of these five criteria, it's the first one that most people overlook, most people skip, but is the most important when it comes to actually seeing happiness and fulfillment in that next role. So that first one, just a quick reminder, is to align the company with your values. And the big problem here is that most people don't take the time to do the self-reflection and to do the work to understand what their values actually are. I work with so many coaching clients who come to me and say, hey, Austin, I want a great manager or I want to work at a company that has a great culture. And when I ask them what those things specifically look like, they just kind of come up with some generic answers. So a great manager is somebody who, you know, they really support me and they encourage me on my journey and they challenge me. Okay, that's true, but that's not very specific. And it's going to be really, really hard to understand what that exactly looks like when you're speaking to somebody in an interview. It's the same thing with a great company culture. What does that look like to you? Most people are going to say stuff like, well, I want to work with great people and at a company that's making an impact. But what does the definition of a great person look like? What does the definition of making an impact look like? That's the level that we need to get to. So we really need to understand when we say, I want a great manager, we need to say, this manager does these specific things. This manager makes sure to check in with me weekly because I like to have that accountability, but they don't micromanage me at the same time. They give me the freedom and autonomy to complete my work while being there to offer that recurring sounding board, that space where I can come with ideas and vent and make sure that I'm being held accountable. That is the level of specificity that we need to get to. And we need to have multiple examples of that for the things that we are looking for and for the things that we want to avoid. And then we need to have all of those examples for each of these different buckets. So culture, manager, team, company impact, product, vision, all of these things. And I know that sounds like a lot of work, but here's the problem. 
when you don't do that work, when you don't understand what your values are, then it's impossible to see it manifest in the companies that you pursue or the companies that pursue you. And that is a recipe for you to just jump into a job that doesn't make you happy, that doesn't fulfill you, that doesn't meet your needs, which means you're gonna be right back in the job search in a very, very short period of time. So how do we go about this? How do we actually do this work? And how do we build that out throughout the job search? Well, first and foremost, we need to focus on those values. So the first exercise that I want you to do is I want you to sit down and write out the five most important things for you when it comes to working at a company. So this could be the manager that you work for. It could be the people on your team. It could be the impact your product has. It could be the salary that you're getting paid, and it could be your growth trajectory or potential. Now, what I want you to do once you have all those high-level buckets is I want you to go in for each one and come up with three specific examples of what that looks like and three specific examples of the opposite, what that does not look like, what we want to avoid. And if you do that for each of those buckets, you are going to have a crystal clear idea of what a quote, great manager looks like. So when you're having a conversation with somebody in an interview or in an informational interview, you can look at them, you can listen to them, you can see their body language, you can see how they talk about their team and you can say, wow, this person checks the boxes for me or wow, this person checks the boxes that are on the opposite list that I totally want to avoid. It's gonna be so much easier to identify those things. So that's where we're starting. Then the next thing I want you to do is actively research the cultures of the companies that you're applying for. So here are a couple of ways to do that. One of the first and easiest ways to go about this is to simply go to Glassdoor. Now, some of these reviews can be manufactured. And in addition to that, we have some employees who just had a very bad experience, but that experience was unique to them. And we don't know what baggage they're holding. We don't know who they are as a person. We don't know any of these things. So what I'd recommend that you do is go to Glassdoor for this target company. And I would completely ignore the five-star reviews and the one-star reviews. And then I would focus in on what people have to say who gave reviews in the two to four-star range. Those tend to be real reviews that may not have been manufactured by the company because sometimes that happens. But in addition to that, those are going to be people who are a little bit more realistic. They're not on either end of the extremes. And that's where you're going to get a lot of great information. The next thing that you can do is actively go out and speak to people who left the job for a better opportunity. So that is a bit subjective. What is a quote, better opportunity? Well, you can decide that for yourself. But for example, if somebody was working at a mid-stage startup and they went to, let's say, Google, objectively on paper, that is leaving for a better opportunity. So the reason why we pick those people is because when they land in a better opportunity, they tend to have less baggage. They tend to have less emotion tied to their previous role. Whereas people who left to make a lateral move or maybe even a step back, something else might be going on there. Not saying that it is. Sometimes people make lateral moves or take steps back intentionally, but I tend to find that those people have a little bit more baggage and emotion that doesn't really help us get a clear picture. So aim for those folks who moved on to a better role and reach out to them. Just say, hey, I'm considering this company. I'm interviewing at this company. I'd love to learn a little bit more about the culture. Specifically, you know, here are some questions. And they will tend to give you some pretty objective feedback that can help you understand what's actually going on there. The next tactic that you can use is to go look up the team members on social media. So go look them up on LinkedIn, but look up their Instagrams, look up their TikToks, look them up pretty much anywhere that you can find them and see, is this the type of person that I wanna spend 40 hours a week with, right? Do our values align? Does this person care about the same things I care about? Is this person interested in the same things I'm interested in? Does this person find fun and joy in the same things that I find fun and joy in? Does their personality seem to match my personality? And of course, 
not everybody is going to look like us and we don't want everybody to look like us. That's not fun and that's not how we grow and that's not how we expand our horizons. But understanding the personalities of the people on the teams that we'd be working for allows us to understand whether or not we would enjoy being around them, whether or not they would be people we would want to work with and people who would help us grow. So that's another tactic that you can use to understand the culture of the team specifically that you would be jumping into. So those are just a few examples of strategies that you can leverage. There are many more out there, but the key here is to do that due diligence up front. And what you're going to find here is that once you are able to identify your values and see your values manifest in companies or not manifest in companies, it's going to become so much easier for you to select target companies. And these companies are going to be rooted in criteria that matter to you. So not criteria that matter to other people or quote society, which might be an awesome brand name or a really high powered company that carries a lot of influence in the space. Maybe that is for you. Maybe that is what aligns with your values in that checklist. But chances are you're going to find a ton of other smaller companies that other people may not have heard of, but will actually provide you with an amazing experience at work. And it's going to be a place that you want to invest in, a place that helps you grow, a place that helps you get to the next level with your pay, but also with your title and with the responsibilities that you want to go in for. And that is really the key here. I've seen plenty of folks who land at fan companies and Fortune 500 companies. I know plenty of happy people who work there. But I also know plenty of people who are absolutely miserable working for these companies that are, quote, dream companies in name only. The truth is, these massive, large companies, fan companies, Fortune 500 companies, they're kind of like a city where they're going to be great neighborhoods, they're going to be middle-of-the-road neighborhoods, and they're going to be bad neighborhoods. And that's just the way that cities operate. That's just the way that companies of this size operate. They're going to be great teams. They're going to be middle of the road teams. And they're going to be really, really crappy teams that are going to make you miserable. So if you're only focused on the logo, if you're only focused on the brand, you stand the chance of jumping into a role that isn't really aligned with what's going to make you happy. And now you're going to be job searching in six months and have to answer the question of, well, why the heck do you want to leave? Insert Fang name, insert Fortune 500. Isn't that the dream? And that's going to be an interesting situation. So instead of finding yourself in that situation, get clear on your values. Understand the pay that you're worth. Understand what type of work is going to allow you to enjoy showing up to your job every day. Understand the challenges that you want to face that are going to help you grow and understand whether this company that you are going to sign up with actually has a plan for growth for you, that they are going to create some upward mobility and upward trajectory for you. If you do those five things and you use the tactics that we talk about to research these companies, do your due diligence, you are going to find career happiness and it is not going to have to come in the form of a brand name. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast. 